Marvin Shovey. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left, took all the reason I was working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. I've been working in this factory. Now 15 years All this time I watched my woman Drowning in a pool of tears And I've seen a lot of good folk die Had a lot of bills to pay I'd give the shirt right off of my back If I had the guts to say Take this job and shove it I ain't working here no more my woman done left and took all the reason I was working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Should we talk? <laughs> Uh, I think so. Okay. I think it would be a good idea. Just, just keep playing it over and over. We'll just go get coffee. Well, have people before, say, "What are they doing?" Before we get coffee, <laughs> and management is on the phone. They want to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I quit. <laughs> um, no. How quickly can you get here, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Jeannie needs your help. Yeah. No, you're going to need my yeah. help because my fists are going to start swinging you're gonna, in a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. uh, oh Loretta Lynn. You're going to need what? Each, uh, uh, what was that? Oh, gosh. Was that Kitty Wells or was that uh, Kitty Wells or, or uh, Loretta Lynn? I don't know. You're you a couple met, decades met, before. Met, oh, gosh. You mess with my man, you, you're going to have to go to Fist City. And she was going to get it all medieval on her. Yeah, except this time I'd be swinging my fists at you. Yeah, but you'd have to catch me because I'm down the road. I quit. Oh, Take this yeah, job. All right, all right, all right. You're going to have to quit after the show. Oh. We get a show to do. Okay. <laughs> well, no fun. Start talking. I That's know. anticlimactic. I know. I'll tell you when I'm you can quit. I'm quitting at 9.59 yeah, exactly. this morning. <laughs> That's like slamming the door when you can't slam a door or phones now remember back in the day when we had actual phones if you really wanted to hang up on someone yeah. you could slam that down and it was there was no mistaking you are hanging up the phone yep. now it's like click. yeah i know that it, it just does not translate yeah you, you, you can't do an lines, angry you could <laughs> they would when you'd slam get the no that was like the busy signal but you could do that too. You uh -huh. had all those great noises. Yeah, you did absolutely. So you knew what was going on with mm -hmm. things. But yeah, you you could slam a phone, and yep. now not do, so much. Do the phone drop? Yeah, yeah you drop your phone now. You're like, oh, that's five hundred bucks. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> you can get some new phone. They're taking five hundred dollars off the cost of the phone. I'm like, what? Always a bad sign. Yeah, when you're with taking five hundred <laughs> yeah, off of the yeah. Because. Wow. They're pretty much not paying you for it, and they're not giving it to you for free. So, oh, man, yeah, you I can do the math. Even phone. with the new math, that's not a good deal. I mean, you know, I got El Cheapo. And it's I don't know. Like, that's Fisher Price is a good name. I think so. If you're four, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's drop proof. It's, you yep. know, no, I like it. And I, I, 
Uh, I've had some friends. You probably have them too. Friends? They're, uh, well, that have <laughs> got a new phone. Why is the screen cracked? They've had it for two days. They dropped it, and the screen cracked. Yeah, I'm like, I know. you just spent eight hundred dollars for a new damn phone. Right, right, right. And it is, you know, I am not one of those that loves to go out and get a new phone. So my, all the boys in my family love to have the latest and greatest, yeah. and they'll have little competitions like, oh, I have the blah 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 phone, yeah. and and it's a little better than yours. So they're always trying to one up the other one. Me, I hate it because I like knowing all the functions yeah. exactly where my buttons are. I know how to use it. Really, what do I need to do? I need to make phone calls. Yep. Well, that's that's and me. Take pictures. All of a sudden, I hear the phone making text. noises. I'm like, um, "What's it doing?" That's when you smash it. Yeah, I was like, "What's it? I don't know what that's doing." <laughs> yeah, I know. How do we turn it off? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I hate it when stuff. You, you and I, or maybe do not remain on the cutting edge of technology. <laughs> I can't even see the cutting edge. I know from you're where right. I'm you're right. No, I gotta, not a prayer. <laughs> not, but you know who can? Who? J Lo. All right. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I, I know of, of entertainers that get big bucks. Big bucks. Um, she did a, uh, a concert, 40-minute concert, mm-hmm. accompanied by six to eight dancers. Uh, into the contract, she stipulated she'd be furnished with first-class sound and lights. No recording, no taping of the performance would be allowed. No tickets are sold. Okay, it was to celebrate the birthday of a relative. Wealthy Chinese family flew Lopez to Asia to perform for them. Tossed in 500000 for airfare and hotel for her and the entourage. Uh, the opulence didn't stop there. For the show, the family built a restaurant and a nightclub inside a Grand Hyatt <laughs> ballroom with a walkway connecting the two. Uh, all for yeah. 20 people oh, in attendance. Goodness. Less than the number of crew members involved on working the gig oh 1.25 million dollars is yeah. what she got sure for a 40 minute concert wow. and threw in five hundred thousand airfare and hotel on top of that unbelievable like, <laughs> she could buy whatever damn phone she wants yeah. you know yeah um i i mean i've heard um jimmy buffett people have hired buffett and the coral reefer band Sure. You know, for a cool million. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my daughter's uh, celebrating a birthday and want, we, uh, have a little beach party thing. And yeah. could you? No, a million. Okay, we're there. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can make it work. Um, yeah. uh, even during the pandemic, last December, the uh, um, Gala Games threw a uh, Galaverse multi night private party in San Francisco. 500 guests Maroon 5, Alice Cooper, uh, Snoop Dogg. The venue included private rooms set to look like a medieval tavern, uh, dragons and dungeons set up with a huge fake dragon, a Texas dance hall. Um, you know, <laughs> just money, 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 money. So yeah, we're yeah. sitting here worried about the cost of inflation and yeah. gas. Yeah. And these guys, whatever. Yeah. Fork over seven, eight figures. Yeah. Beyonce, Rod Stewart. Oh, sure. They'll show up. Yeah, of course they will. Like, wow, yeah. where did we go wrong? I know. You know what a big deal was for me when I was celebrating birthdays as a kid? Hmm. We we would get to go to Howard Johnson's restaurant. And because on your birthday, you'd get a free meal. And yeah, they would bring you yeah, a little yeah, cake. Yeah, so my yeah, parents yeah. were all like, oh, yeah, sure, Jeannie, you can have your, yeah. It was a big deal. It was very exciting to go. That was when, you know, going out to eat was kind of a big, you know. It was not a, an everyday occurrence, a common occurrence, as maybe it is today. Wow. Um, 
But I, they weren't flying rock stars in for my parties. No. Um, uh, Ricky Martin paid $500,000 to take a 10-minute drive from his home in L.A. Mm -hmm. to sing at a wedding. Mm. Half a mil. Mm-hmm. Yep. Viva de loca. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, Andrea Bocelli. Okay? Um, an Iranian client. Yeah. Paid him a million bucks. <laughs> he was flown from Italy to join the host on stage in L.A. That was it. Yep. That was it. Sure. Cool mill. Yeah. We don't even have to sing. <laughs> it's like, wow, where did we go wrong? Well. Holy moly. Did you watch the Grammys? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I, I figured nobody was going to be slapped. Gonna, yeah, I know, exactly. I'll wait till they get slapped, and then I'll tune in for the after and, effects. You know, that's all they're talking about with the Oscars. Yeah. And how... Uh, I, Tear, uh, tearful uh, Will Smith withdrew from the uh, Academy um, Committee. He's been a member of for 20 years. Mm. That's the only way you were going to keep your damn trophy. <laughs> okay? So don't give me the sacrifice because yeah. your attorneys, you huddled with your peeps yeah. and they said, give it up now. Yeah. Admit, fall on the sword. Yeah. You get to keep the statue. Yeah, I don't know. In so many of the replays, because you watch it over and over again, it looks like they're both smirking before it happens. Yeah. And she did an eye roll. Just, he was still laughing. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's quite know, the setup. I, well, I just um, I don't know. Yeah. But that's the the memorable thing. I know. Uh, I know. It's sad that that's that we any of us care about it. Yeah. Mm. So I'm glad you uh, glad you made it home from Florida uh, before the cancellations. Oh my goodness! When I saw that, I was like, "Whew!" By the you know, and it's funny because that last leg of our trip, it was the longest day in airports, and I remember sitting, you know, at eleven <laughs> that night in, in the yes yeah. in Baltimore yeah. in the airport in those uncomfortable chairs and thinking, if we do get stuck here. How am I even gonna like sleep in the airport? Because the little arms, you can't lay down on the. I really did have visions of being stuck in the airport, sleeping on the floor, you know, on a crumpled up jacket. Been, been there and done it. And then, lo and behold, what thirty five hundred flights got yeah, canceled yeah. Uh, because of storms in Florida and technology issues over the weekend. So, uh, yeah, somebody, some, glad we came some back. Some traveler we said we were scrambling, trying to find other flights and everything, trying to. Mm -hmm. find different airlines different cities yeah. all flights were either just unavailable or they were like 1500 bucks yeah. one way right I'm like well that's no price gouging there no, exactly like you want a flight okay now all of a sudden it became yeah. i mean for us honestly i was already thinking through i'm like you know if i really needed to i'd rent a car and just drive the rest of the way from baltimore and i remember that whole uh i was down at uh, uh u.s army war college down in carlisle pennsylvania and uh, somebody else from New Hampshire uh, had driven down. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know he was going to be there until... And we caught up during the conference. And I was like, hey, he was, hey you want to come back with me? I'm like, wow, well, that'd be kind of cool. Because I was taking Amtrak uh, from Carlisle, uh, Harrisburg, uh, back to Bewe, and then flying Bewe back to Grenier. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I said, no, no, I got him. Flight got canceled. Oh no! Yeah. So you're kicking Flight, yourself. Oh, I am. Yeah. I'm dying because I know uh, he's home now. Of course he is. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. son of a uh, gun! I almost said some Chris Sununu words. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> love it. We'll get to that story in a yeah, minute. Yeah, we will. Um, but um, <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, and uh, I was in Baltimore, and they canceled the flight. It's supposed to be out at 7. They bounced it to 9, bounced it to 11, bounced it to midnight, and then went, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, uh, tomorrow morning, 7.30. Right. Okay, mm. not a hotel room within five miles of Baltimore Airport. Right. I'm like, oh, man. Yep. Finally, I'm in town Baltimore, plywood on the windows. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not yes. exactly the garden not the spot. Not the nicest. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> so then I, I get up. By this time, it's like 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I've got to be back out by 6. So I end up spending 140 bucks for the night mm-hmm. for stagger back to the airport. Yeah. The uh, 7.30 flight has been canceled until 10.30. Uh. <laughs> the 10.30 got bounced until 12.30. And oh. then finally I got out of there. And I was yeah. for the love of God, please. Yeah. I know it. So I hate Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lack of control. You really realize how little control you have mm-hmm. when you're at the mercy of the airlines yep. and all that they're they're going to do. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, had my bags uh, at O'Hare. Yeah. Uh, flight was canceled. Couldn't yep. go anywhere. Yeah. Like you, slept on the floor. Yep. Huddling bags. Yeah. And every time you'd start to drop off, you'd hear somebody you thought they were stopping by you. What are you looking at? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Little jumpy. Oh, little yeah. Jumpy. Little jumpy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Serial killer, you know? <laughs> 818 is the time. We'll take a break. Back with more after this. 821 is the time. Welcome back to News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. And for you old fogies, or for us, us yes. old fogies, <laughs> you will remember this date. Back in 1964, music history was made on the state in 1964 because this group had the top five songs on the music chart. On the Billboard Hot 100, five of them were by this one group and four of the songs they wrote. One of them was a cover. Number five was Please Please Me. Yes, the Beatles. Number four was I Want to Hold Your Hand. Number three, Roll Over Beethoven, an old Chuck Berry song. <laughs> number two was Love, Love Me Do. And the number one song on this date, April 4th, 1964 was... Number one song. <laughs> now, okay, they had the top five spots, but they also had another nine singles on the chart, bringing their total this week, 1964, 
14 singles on the Hot 100. Wow. So Beatlemania, yeah. oh, it was here. It was here. It was raging. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. But that, I mean, that was huge. So if you had your little transistor radio, <laughs> you were listening, <laughs> yep. you know. Yep. But uh, yeah, four of them were their songs and uh, doing the old uh, uh, Chuck Berry roll over Beethoven. Tchaikovsky mm -hmm. got the news. Um, great song. <laughs> but uh, nine singles uh, wow. on top of that. So 14 of the top 100 were all Beatles. Wow. Well, wow. And actually, back up uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of four years, uh, 1960, um, RCA announced that it would release all pop singles in mono and stereo simultaneously. That was the first record company to do that. Really? Up until then, it was all mono. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. um, the first release, mono and stereo. Any ideas? Uh, no. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Elvis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stuck on you. You can shake an apple off an apple tree. Shake a shake a sugar, but you'll never shake me. You know, don't. No, keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Home, home. See <laughs> uh, don't throw your hip out. Okay. No, okay. No, I'll punch it up. Punch it up. Oh, um, but yeah, um, 1960, uh, RCA. Uh, because yeah, all these uh, 45s uh, were uh, issued in mono. And so uh, to have mono and stereo stuck on you. Thank you. That's okay. Um, <laughs> that, that was that, that was pretty. That was a big, uh, big switch. And Elvis's "Stuck on You" was the first uh, first song to be released simultaneously, mono and stereo. It was a catchy little thing. It was, it was a number. I'm one sure song. that once it starts playing, then I will. It was a number one no, song. No, but yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's see. You can shake an apple off an apple tree Shake a shake a sugar Sounds just like you shake me. Uh, uh, uh. No sorry I'm gonna stick like glue Stick because I'm stuck on you I'm gonna run my fingers through your lungs I still, I don't think I've heard it What? No, honestly and what year was this from? 60. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> you weren't even a glint in the milkman's <laughs> eye back no. then. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, the first mono stereo uh, song released. Interesting. I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it just to get but you no, into no, your... See, the thing is, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like you a little bit. Uh, because I was not an Elvis fan. Yeah. That was, even in four years. Yeah. I got nothing. Sure. Elvis was not my guy. A Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show, bingo, got it. And I was just a little kid, but mm -hmm. I can remember we were all talking about the Beatles, and you know, yeah. Elvis was nothing. Yeah, you know, the Frankie Avalons, the Dion, the doo -wop. That mm -hmm. was that was only a few years, but it was way before me. Wow. I got nothing. Huh? But then Beatles on, yep, I'm there. Interesting. So, yeah. But yeah. that little narrow window. Yep. Um, so that's why you've got. Uh, I've got some friends, uh, two years, three years older than me. Bang, they were Elvis, Roy Orbison. Sure. You know, that's what they grew up and Yeah, not me. Yeah. Well, huh. Interesting. But, yeah. So, anyway. Um, and just in case, uh, for people like Jeannie, that were born a little later, uh, <laughs> on the state in 1970, uh -huh. the number one album, um, the number one album on the U.S. charts, uh, it had four names, the four names of the performers 
in the title. Oh, Peter Paul. No. Well, it's great, but there's only three. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Give me a hint. Crosby. Stills, Nash & Young. There you go. All right. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Deja Vu uh, was the LP. Uh, it was Teacher Children, Our House, and Woodstock were the three oh, top singles. Oh, interesting. So there you go. See? But see, now 10 years from Elvis in 1960, yeah, yeah, now yeah. we go to Crosby, Stills, Nash & That 10 years. But even so, so, so like, take Teacher Children. I mean, that had staying power, too, because that yeah. I, even at that, even in 1970, I would have been too little to <laughs> to absorb that. So that stuck around for... Let's see, uh, 87, a uh, song I hated. I hated the band. Mm -hmm. uh, Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us. Oh, yes. I, I hated that. It was very pop well, she, culture, she's, bubble gum. Grace and, and Jeff Kent, they sold out. Yeah. They were Jefferson's, like Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. That was radical. Yeah. It was, yeah. And then the, the Nothing, who, we built this city I on rock. Hated it. I did too, Corporate honestly. sellout. Yeah. I, 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 you lost me, Grace. It just had no musical soul. No. That? no. It just it, yeah. it had nothing. Nope. And uh, I just, if, uh, people still, music people still say that's like the worst song ever. Yeah. And I agree with them. They, yeah. they sold out. They did it for yeah. the money. That was gross. Yeah, it's hard to take you seriously, Grace. Exactly. 829 is the time. Um, uh, next hour, I know we're going to, uh, we're going to check in with uh, uh, one of the brass uh, at uh, headquarters, uh, New Hampshire Army National Guard. They had a uh, deployment ceremony on Saturday for uh, uh, elements of the uh, 197th um, deploying 100 and, mm, I forget 100 100 plus uh, members um, going to be heading to uh, training uh, in Fort Hood Fort Bliss Fort Bliss uh, and then uh, being sent to the Mideast mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it was at Concord High School and the place was packed they were rocking it and mm -hmm. it was very cool to see um, and uh uh, typical military efficiency. Uh, bang. In a 10. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's like, okay. Um, Unfolds with precision. Bingo. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, yep. it is. And and <laughs> I have been, trust me, I have been at those, uh, been the MC for those. And uh, I remember there was one, um, and we were waiting for a, uh, a member of the CODEL, the uh, congressional delegation, to be there. The other members were there. Mm -hmm. This one wasn't. Okay. And I'm looking at the watch. Yeah. I got people. They're in the hangar. They're waiting. And I said, what do we do? Yeah. He said, to hell with them. We're going yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And he just looked at me and went, this is my show now. Right. They're all looking at me. Right. No, 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 no. Bang. And so I got up and I said, welcome. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's my pleasure to uh, uh, introduce now the uh, the congressional party uh but a boom but a boom and i'm not even looking back and i said and uh, uh this person uh, running a little behind schedule and so they went what i looked over that person was there was went, there oh never mind snuck in <laughs> and i just gave that individual a look <sighs> and i got a look back and i was like i ain't waiting i ain't waiting <laughs> uh awesome. and i got a knowing smile like you did right yeah I was like, damn skippy i did right good, <laughs> good for you the general's <laughs> looking at me yeah baby no. you're not going to be the one uh -uh. that's off yeah not not on my watch <laughs> no so uh you got to make those calls sure and you got to rock yeah the uh, show must go on plus if you've ever had to do anything like this and you haven't um um 
but in what we do for a living, you've got a pretty good handle on how to pronounce people's names. Mm-hmm. But if if I was looking uh, looking at your name and mm-hmm. it's it's Lester, mm-hmm. okay, fine. But it, I knew somebody who was Leester, right, right, and I cannot get Leester right. out of my head. Yes, and it's General Lester, mm-hmm. and. You just spent ten minutes backstage going Lester, Lester, yes, Leester, yes, no, 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 Will Smith, no, Leester, no, Uh, and you're up there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to screw it up. No, and your brain is fighting. Mm -hmm. You're going no, Lester, boom, that's it. Yes, get this stupid, and uh, you finally get to it, General Lester. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're ready to collapse. Oh my god. Yes. With yeah. the the strain of it all, because you're right. Your brain plays yeah. all kinds of weird yeah. tricks on you when you're ready and, to pronounce. And something. when I get a, a name that's five syllables, yeah, like oh, uh, oh, okay. Yes, this yes. is brass out of Washington. Yeah. They outrank everybody here, and the, the only thing they'll remember about their trip to New Hampshire was the guy that guy who introduced me. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. name. Yes. And then I will be persona non grazia to yeah. everybody. For dropping the ball. So, oh, yeah. Um, and I talked to the MC and I said, You did a great job. He went, Oh, I screwed up. Trust me, you did fine. You did fine. It was great. So, tough gig. A lot of pressure. Really is a tough gig. But military efficiency. Bang, 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 bang. Everybody's speeches were good. Governor Sununu, Senator Hassan, Congressman Pappas was there. Senator Sheehan and Congresswoman Custer sent representatives to read. Um, support uh, comments Mm -hmm. from those two elected officials. Uh, But I don't know what their schedule was. I have no idea. Uh, But I have a ton of respect for the um, uh, elected officials that show up on a Saturday um, to something like this. Um, Because to me, uh, anybody that knows me knows that uh, uh, my relationship with the uh, New Hampshire National Guard is is deep, and I respect uh, all the men and women. Uh, who serve and uh, uh, have done everything I am capable of doing uh, for the past, I don't know, 15 years, working with them, just great. And so when I see elected officials, they can take the easy way out and they can send in a letter or, you know, but when they come up from Washington um, to to show up or uh, whatever they're doing, to stand in front of the uh, crowds, uh, the, the family members and the servicemen and women, uh, you get my respect. You really do. 834 is the time, but we're going to check with somebody from the Guard um, next next uh, top of the hour. Um, talk a little bit more about the uh, deployment. But before we take a break, uh, let's. Uh, we've got Bob on from Marlowe. Morning, Robert. Hey, how you doing? Living the dream. What are you doing? Sounds like you're out make, actually in an airplane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck to that. <laughs> Now, now hey. we got Jeannie back. That's all we cared about. <laughs> I offered my services, by the way, to Matt Cross. I think, you know, because it was unclear whether anybody was going to be coming in one day. So I I offered, you know, free of charge, I'd come in, you know. <laughs> probably wouldn't last lot. The show probably would be off the air in about 15 minutes. <laughs> he didn't call you on that? He didn't He didn't say, yes, please, Bob, come on in. Hey, I, I, was, I want to test your memory. I was in I was in the iconic Rexall drugstore, uh, uh, let's see, was it Sunday? Uh, Sunday, yeah, Sunday, yeah, okay, was it yesterday, either Saturday, no, Saturday. Remember the old Rexall drug in Wells River? Yeah, I know it. I mean, that, you know that thing is not, cha- I, I get in there quite often, there's, there's a, 
It's called Tuttle's now. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Next, uh, it's right across from the happy hour. Right, and then you got the the, the uh, Chevy dealer on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I buy, Actually, I got a truck from them at one year. Yep. Right. Well, if you go up there, you'll enjoy it. Here's what they have. And, you know, I remember back in the early 70s, all the salesmen that I, we belonged to a salesman group. You know, we're all out of Barry Montpelier. We all lived in Barry area. Yeah. And we used to go there for the, to get there at 1130 in the morning because that's when the, uh, the two big bowls of bread pudding and uh, grape nut pudding came out on the counter, and they didn't last more than about five minutes. That's true. With the homemade uh, whipped cream, you know, on it. Oh, yeah. But the people who own it now are a nice couple. It's a whole family. That, uh, he does the cooking, and, and she's um, very funny. They're funny people, but the food is phenomenal. It's called Tuttle's. Yep. And it's phenomenal. Yep. No, I know phenomenal it. Phenomenal food. And and there have been many, many a night uh, when I was working up in Woodsville, or I was yep. fishing, I would stop at the happy hour, and right. that's where I'd have dinner and have a, a little toddy. Um, yep, yep, I remember it well. Happy hour has gone down the drain. I know, I know. It's, uh, I think it's being auctioned off at this point. Ah, too bad. But after that, I took a nice ride. You would have liked that up, up through, uh, I think it was uh, into Fairmont to get my, uh, into a farmway to get my maple syrup. Yep. And uh, still around 39 to 40, or 40 for the uh, dark and the uh, and 43 for the uh, light. Really? Yep. Hmm. No, a gallon, the farmway is a great store. It's a, it's a jewel. Phenomenal. Go in there with a full wall, full wallet, though, if you want to buy any garments. Yeah. Oh, boy, you got that right. You got that. But we took a nice ride up through uh, a lot of snow still up by Tarleton. Tarleton? Yep. Lake Tarleton had a lot of uh, real ice on it still. I'm not surprised. Nice fishing up there, though. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful spot, like I say. I yep. Spent some time on in the... Um, do you remember the uh, Gould's store in Piermont? Yep. Yeah, he had the smokehouse and everything? Yep. Russ Gould was his name. Yep. We remodeled his store one time for him, and he took us up to his place. What a place he's got on Tarleton. Uh, as you were coming across from Farmway into Piermont, you came across yep. the, the Connecticut River. Uh, yep. You get up, um, oh, before you hit 25, 25C, yep. um, there was a greenhouse operation on the right-hand side. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's an old time. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. Okay, that guy was the police chief uh, was in Piermont because I remember I was speeding and all of a sudden, <laughs> he came out of the greenhouse, hopped in the cruiser, and got me. <laughs> that's the last well, place I'm looking. Well, he's still there. He looks like he's about 130 years old. Yeah, that's, yeah that's him. That's him. I talked, no, my, that's, I talked my way out of it, though. I didn't get a ticket. I mean, those are the good old days. Yep, uh, you know, I know. Russ, you know. Russ Gould, I mean, I mean, he had everybody that worked on the store. We did a remodel in the store, you know, the, uh, the local uh, pleasing warehouse out of, you remember French and Bean in St. Johnsbury? Oh, sure. You know, that I used to call. I used to make sales calls on that place. I still have a. I still have a book from the uh, Antheneum, the St. Jay Library. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's overdue by about twenty years. They used to carry the what they call the pleasing, the pleasing brand. That was the house brand. Oh. But you know, when's John coming back on? John, the music man. Harrigan? No, no, John, the uh, your friend. Mighty John. Oh, oh, Mighty John. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Could be tomorrow. It could be next week. I'm waiting to hear back from him. I like to ask him about my. I got an album I bought when I was in uh, Europe in, in in France. Yeah, it's a it's a mid sixties and it's a uh, it's a concert done in one of the big halls. I can't remember the name. It's on the album. It's got the sleeve and everything. It's Dion Warwick with Sasha Distel. Remember that name? He was a very popular French, uh, beautiful French singer back in the sixties. But I got the album and it's all recorded in that music hall. And it's like I say, it's a mixture of French and English. Jacques Brel. Uh, uh, Sasha Destel. 
Oh, okay. Huh. But she did, uh, She that album was beautiful because it had all her uh, Burt Bacharach stuff. Yeah, yeah. And a uh, phenomenal album in perfect condition. I don't know if it's kind of a, an outlier or what it is. Uh, you know, there's a difference, too, on, on European-pressed uh, records as opposed right. to American. Uh, yep. Some are not as collectible. You know, I don't know. But yeah. uh, I, I'll... I'll, uh, when we get off the air today, I'll find out. John could be on tomorrow or could be next week. Yeah, if you can just mention, just give him a generic description of it and see if it sounds like anything. It's kind of a different animal, though, you know? Okay. No, I'll do so it. Don't forget. Yeah, we, my wife and I, I had the uh, grape nut pudding. My wife had the bread pudding. Mm, sounds good. Sounds and their good. fish is excellent there. They have all fresh fish. comes out of his Ipswich, Ipswich, Ipswich fish uh, truck there. Okay. So give it a shot. All right. Thanks, Bob. See you later. See you, man. Fine dining. See? There you go. Okay. Food Network has diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we, we got we Bob, have... and, and he hits Rexall. Bob's know. best. Yeah, I like that. 840. Yeah. We'll take a break. Oh, bread pudding. Boy, that sounds warm with it. Mm, that sounds good. 841. We'll be back. There's a fire starting in my fever pitching is bringing me out the dark finally i can see you crystal clear go ahead and sell me out and i'll lay your shit bare see how i'll leave with every piece of you don't underestimate the things that i a live version of her in the studio with a, a, a prop-up band. Now, how many views on that? 62 million. 62 million views on that. Now, the one with her doing the video that she originally did when the song came out, 2 billion mm, plays. Yeah. And this is a live version, only yeah. has 65 million views. <laughs> yeah. And the, the one that people know with the glass shattering and all that stuff and the, the guy dancing in the powder and the, two billion <laughs> views. But she sounds phenomenal. Yeah, she does. There's she no, has a there's great no voice. processing. It's just her standing up next to a mic. It's yeah. like, that girl was born to sing. Sure. Just period. End of story. It is, it, when, when that um, song was really beginning to get popular, I glommed onto that and it was back when i was making cds you know the mixtape mix cd yeah. version yep. which you don't have to do anymore because you have spotify you have all the other streaming services but every cd i made because i'd make a variety like road trip cd um springtime cd Jeez. happy monday cd every single one started yeah with that song so that then i became and my kids are rolling their eyes i i got yeah 
<laughs> I, What's I, today? I Happy Monday or yeah, we're on the road? Exactly. I'm oh, confused, goodness, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> None of the tapes said housework, come to think of it. Unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, speaking of music, yes. um, have you ever seen uh, people who have named their kids some name and you've gone, oh, please? Well, yes. Do you want them beat up on the playground? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. It was on the state in 2007. Uh-huh. A Swedish couple mm-hmm. ran into trouble with authorities after trying to name their baby Metallica. <laughs> Michael and Carolina Tomorrow went to court with the country's national tax authority about naming their daughter after the rock band. Yeah. The six-month-old had been baptized Metallica, <laughs> but tax officials said the name was inappropriate under Swedish law um, because both first names and surnames need to win the approval of authorities wow. before they can be used. You're kidding. Yep. So. Well, I'm not for that, honestly. Metallica tomorrow. What is that? Well, I don't know. But, I mean, people do it, and they have all these very unusual names. And I see people don't... want to name their kid Hitler. No. It's like, seriously? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, <laughs> I don't want the government telling me what I can name my child. They do in Sweden. Well, I'm glad that I'm yeah, living right here yeah. in the good old USA. Wow. American. American. American all the way. That's right. <laughs> but it's, who's dumb that's enough to name your kid Metallica? Well, I, again, that's not the dumbest one I've ever heard. I mean, we've all heard a lot of, like, you've got to be kidding me. I know. I know. But... Um, I have examples that are jumping to my mind, but they're people that I, d- I don't want them oh, yeah, to I've hear heard me. Of, I've yeah, heard yeah, of yeah, I, too. I don't want to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I mentioned um, that uh, I attended the deployment ceremony, mm-hmm. the New Hampshire National Guard uh, on Saturday, and um, among the speakers, and and to their credit, um, the speakers uh, all very short speeches. Okay. You know, yeah. Yep. Not not lengthy sure. Brief, diatribes. Concise. Yeah. Yep. You know. yep. Hey, we're here for this and bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. Right. And and uh, 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 the first speaker uh, was uh, the governor, mm-hmm. uh, the commander in chief of the New Hampshire National Guard. Okay. And his speech, um, and I, I talked to Chris afterwards. I said he, he wings it, and and he does a phenomenal job of that mm-hmm. um, because he's got a piece of paper. You know, and uh, his hand, and every once in a while he just kind of look at the paper. He even has like one so word like or two points. words, yeah. And then he <laughs> and he just goes off on it. Uh-huh. I said, Chris, you, you always, you know, uh, he goes, really? I thought I was kind of very. I said, no, you you were bang. And he turned and looked at one of his aides, thinking, what the hell is she going to tell you? You were terrible, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. really you, you want done your job? You know, yeah, you were yeah, great. Best yeah. speech I've ever heard. Yeah. Chris, at least I won't lie to you. Come on, you know that. Um, but I, I said, no, you did good. And he said, oh, I thought it, no, you were great. Now, let's juxtapose that for a moment um, with a speech that he gave Saturday night, uh-huh. which was a little different. A little different, yes, it was. Because I, I <laughs> praise the governor to his face and others. I said, nice, nice speech. And again, if, if you have seen the governor in action, as I have uh, over the years. Um, he wings it. He really does. Uh, he may have it in his head, but he rarely shows up at the podium with paperwork, 
just sits there and, and kind of he's got bullet points and somehow he manages to put them together. And it's usually seamless. So he did a great job Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, bang. Well, Saturday night, uh, he was a speaker at the Gridirons uh, Club spring dinner speech in Washington featuring skits and speeches from Democrats and Republicans and journalists that are expected to singe but not burn the Capitol's political elite. Well, I'm not sure uh, exactly <laughs> how this will play, um, but um, Sununu um, uh, joked, said, Donald Trump is crazy, and joked that if the former Republican president was admitted to a mental hospital, he ain't getting out. I'm like, okay. Uh, his um, full remarks, uh, well, not full remarks. <laughs> we can't do that. Uh, he's blanking crazy. Yes. Sununu said in salty remarks that roasted members. Uh, the governor added, the press often will ask me if I think Donald Trump is crazy, and I'll say it this way. I don't think he's so crazy that you could put him in a mental institution, but I think if we were in one, he ain't getting out. <laughs> Sununu also spoke of being left astonished by an encounter with Trump when the former president was visiting New Hampshire for a political rally. After greeting Trump at the airport, Sununu said Trump insisted he ride with him to the venue. Sununu said that Trump spent most of the ride obsessing over his polling numbers, but at one point broke his train of thought to point out that all the people holding American flags along the motorcade route were his fans. Trump pointed to one man with a flag and a sign before Trump returned to the topic of polling, Sununu recalled. And Sununu joked, I can't help but notice the guy he pointed to, the sign he's holding says, blank Trump, Sununu joked. <sighs> in his gridiron address, Sununu also took aim at Democrats and poked fun at himself. He said that uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, uh, who is uh, reportedly set to sign a deal with, to join MSNBC, would be smart to get her money up front, considering the network's ratings. Um, Sununu noted he was included in a Washington Post list of 10 potential 2024 GOP presidential contenders. He cracked that his vast foreign policy experience included building a short wall with political signage on New Hampshire's border with Canada. Uh, Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland, who spoke on behalf of Democrats at the dinner, remarked that he had not heard a Republican use the F word that much since the Nixon administration. Uh, but he said, but I've got to say that Governor Sununu's eloquent profanity is the kind of insurrection the GOP needs today. <laughs> so you stood out, Chris. Uh, he sure did. And, and Chris did uh, told the Washington Examiner that after hearing GOP's leadership's plan for the next two years, he decided he was not interested in simply being a roadblock to Biden's agenda, which is why he deferred on uh, challenging incumbent Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan. So said, nope, I'm going to stay and run for governor again. So there you go. 8.54 is the time. Back with more right after this. Hey, I've got it. Remember the theme from Rawhide? Bill Faber, Rowdy Yates. What key? A, good country key. Rawhide and A.
What a great, great shtick. Pelushi and Ackroyd, the Blues Brothers, playing behind the chicken netting uh, so the beer bottles wouldn't hit them while they were on stage, singing Rawhide. Gotta love it. Great stuff. Um, 8.58 is the time. We're going up to the top of the hour. I wanted to uh, um, put this in. Uh, that uh, the U.S. Marshals pleased to announce that last week's Fugitive of the Week, Joel Francis Barlow Jr., back behind bars. Uh, he was uh, on parole due to convictions and sentences for four separate narcotics cases and a theft case. Also has additional active arrest warrants issued out of Tilton and Laconia PD. Um, he was our uh, Fugitive of the Week um, last Wednesday and apparently got multiple tips. Uh, pointed toward an apartment in the 100 block Union Avenue in Laconia, and it was checked without success on March 31st. Surveillance in Laconia was continued, which resulted in investigators observing a male getting picked up by a known acquaintance of Barlow. The vehicle uh, was followed to a hotel in Loudoun, uh, where the male was observed to be Joel Barlow, and he was arrested without incident. So, congrats. Thank you to our, the tipsters. Appreciate it. New Fugitive of the Week on Wednesday. This town is a lonely town, not the only town like this town. This town is a make-you town. I never went to that I wish I could have gone to. Yeah. See Francis Albert Sinatra. <laughs> ah, that would have been a great show. He's just so smooth. Oh, man. Good stuff. 9.07 is the time um, on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. And to all of our NTK UVR uh, audience, good morning. Good morning. It's Monday. Uh, Wall Street uh, uh, ended on a high note. Uh, on on Friday, uh, we had three good days last week, two bad days. Um, so, not sure. Uh, hopefully, today will trend up um, a little bit, and uh, we'll get back. I mean, we're we're not bad um, compared to where we could have been. So, uh, things are things are okay. Um, just don't 
Uh, don't quite worry about it. Okay. Uh, the president, uh, our, our president, um, um, again, I am not behind this. Um, um, he made a decision. Uh, he's going to tap into the strategic petroleum reserves. Uh, he's going to release one million barrels of oil per day over the next six months. No, sir. Um, and and um, there was a, a gentleman, uh, Rapidian Energy CEO, uh, said, we could be in trouble if we don't replenish the reserves. And I doubt it's going to have any impact at the gas pump. He said, unfortunately, uh, any impact will probably not be in a good way. He said, oil prices are probably headed higher because while the U.S. consumes about 20 million barrels a day, the right way to think about the U.S. adding 1 million barrels a day from the strategic stocks is to compare it to the amount of oil that we could lose from Russia due to Putin's invasion of Ukraine. He said 1 million barrels a day wouldn't be enough to address the Russia problem and that the price of crude oil around the world determines the price in the U.S. So unfortunately, as long as Russia poses a problem to the global oil market, a disruption risk, gas prices are probably headed higher, explaining that supply disruption anywhere in the world could cause a price increase everywhere. He said, we all pay the same price, and that's determined in the global crude oil market pool. He said, uh, you know, and replacing the barrels of oil. This is typically done when prices are cheaper, and asked if the U.S. needs to worry about replacing it. He said, yeah, the administration likely would wait until the prices went to 70 or $80 a barrel, but warned of the need to refill the reserves sooner rather than later. He said, if we don't refill the reserves, we're going to be in trouble because there are all kinds of other disruptions in the world. Some are attacking Saudi facilities. Libya is unstable. If we don't replenish the emergency reserve in the coming years, we're going to be even more vulnerable to price spikes when, as they always do, these geopolitical disruptions occur. And if we don't replenish in the coming year, I don't want people to freak out too much at home. So we're talking about 180 million barrels. There'll still be more than 400 million. Now, correct me if my math is wrong. But, you know, uh, we're also trying to prepare for things that happen in the U.S. Are we okay for time being? Well, not really. Democrats and Republicans have been very irresponsible to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So, you know, gas prices trended slightly lower. Gas prices dropped to uh, 419 a gallon after reaching a high of 433 on March 11th. But, again, is that because, oh, we're going to get a, a million is a drop in the bucket. It really is. Mm -hmm. And it's not, hey, we're, see, we're going to take care of it. Again, a million, it, it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. When you figure out how much we consume, uh, what do you say? We, we consume 20 million barrels a day. So we're going to kick in one million. Yeah. So it's going to that move is going to maybe appease the masses who are thinking, oh, we need to do that. Yeah. We need to release what we've got, but it's not going to really smoke, do anything to impact smoke and the mirrors. Problem. Smoke and I mirrors. See. And to me, the oil reserve is, hey, we've just had a uh, horrific hurricane mm -hmm. uh, that wiped out half of Florida and the Gulf Coast. We got to, you know, get some gas, get some uh, oil in there. Bingo. I get that. Um, earthquake, um, you know, some kind of a cyber attack that shut down everything. Okay, take care of us. Right. Okay. But uh, to me, this is just being politically expedient. I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm sure that, you know, the intentions, somebody's intentions are good. But 
I'm not the brightest bulb in the box when it comes to math. If I can figure this out, uh, I don't understand why they're just running full steam ahead going, yep, we're going to release this. Well, but, you know, you wanted us to be part of a global economy. A lot of us really were not thrilled at being part of a global economy, like being our economy. Um, but if we're going to be in with everybody else, they help set the prices, not just us. So I'd rather have, you know, something in the bank uh, instead of just throwing it all away. 9.13 is the time. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Colonel Greg Hauschorn uh, uh, from the Public uh, public Affairs Officer of the New Hampshire Army National Guard, and he's going to chat a little bit about the uh, deployment ceremony that we had Saturday uh, for elements of the 197th Field Artillery Brigade and the 1986 Contingency Contracting Team. We'll be back with the Colonel right after this. And if you were at the Concord High School Gymnasium on Saturday, you heard a stirring rendition of the Army Goes Rolling Along, performed by the award-winning, nationally recognized, and internationally acclaimed 39th Army Band, uh, played it at the uh, deployment ceremony of the 197th Field Artillery Brigade and the 1986 Contingency Contracting Team. And it's our privilege to have a member who uh, did a cameo with the 39th Army Band, uh, at one live gig uh, in El Salvador and did a stirring rendition, by the way. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Lieutenant Colonel Greg Hauschorn. Good morning, Colonel. More cowbell, Peter. More cowbell. <laughs> Love it. You, you, you were awesome, Colonel. Just great. Good man. <laughs> and I still have video of that, so I, I will be using it for blackmail purposes down the road. Yes, like like you have since. Of <laughs> nice to be with you both this morning. Well, you know, it, it was a pleasure to uh, um, finally get back to a uh, a deployment ceremony. COVID robbed us of some of those opportunities. Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of years, and you know, <clears throat> in addition to supporting the state with pandemic relief operations, we've had units coming and going um, throughout. Uh, and unfortunately, because of the uh, the COVID protocols, we haven't been able to have uh, a traditional in-person ceremony. Um, so th- this was this was terrific. We had a great turnout, mm. and it's much better than a, a Facebook Live event. It's lacking quite a bit from the real thing. Well, but I appreciate the fact that at least you made an effort uh, to use technology to try to you know, put people in touch, but nothing beats, uh, you know, uh, the, the live in person, uh, just seeing people coming in. Maybe they were family members. Maybe they were friends. Maybe they were just citizens who just said, hey, I, I heard about this and I want to, you know, show my support. And uh, all ages and people were rocking. It was it was really something to see. 
Yeah, it's, you know, as much as the soldiers, uh, I'm sure if they're being honest, um, they would probably say, uh, yeah, you know, the speeches are nice, but kind of not my thing. But to, to be in an atmosphere like that, to be surrounded by your family and friends, I think we had about 400 people there. Um, it's, it's a nice morale boost before they, um, before they head, over, head down to Fort Bliss for the next uh, few weeks. Is that what it is, a few weeks? Yeah, it's typically three weeks, uh, plus or minus, um, that they'll be at Fort Bliss, Texas for, you know, what we consider, um, you know, it's it's repetitive training, but it's more refined and more focused on what they're going to be doing over in the Middle East. So, so is, about three weeks. So this is uh, advanced training from what they're already being trained to do? Um, it's it's more of the same, but a little more intense and precise and mission specific. Okay. I mean, if they had to get on a plane today and fly over, they're they they're good to go. Uh, this is more of it's it's like the final exam before they before they go over. Got you. And and this uh, will be real world experience. Yes, it's a it's a real mission. It's been going on. Um, you know, it's been going on since before, you know, we officially uh, ended combat operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's still, um, you know, multiple terrorist elements operating in the Middle East. Um, Iran's up to their typical shenanigans, and it's incumbent on us to protect our interests over there, as well as support our, uh, um, you know, coalition partners uh train with them and support them if um you know in a worst case scenario now uh what exactly uh, if you can tell me in in, in uh, public affairs acceptable terms uh what is the 197th field artillery brigade doing are they in charge of directing fire control or are they subordinate to somebody uh, yes, yes to the first question. Uh, they're they're going to be the field artillery headquarters for U.S. Army Central Command okay. in the Middle East. So they're basically the command and control uh, for all the uh, field artillery elements on the ground there. So you're you're talking about an area that includes uh, Jordan, Syria, Qatar, and Kuwait. Wow, wow. Okay. Uh, now, how about the uh, 1986th? Uh, they're going to be stationed. They're they're a, a, a three-man specialized team. Uh, they're going to be stationed right in Kuwait. Um, some familiar stomping grounds for you, I, I think. I think at Arif John. Okay. And um, they're just what their their title says. They're going to be planning and coordinating uh, and executing contract support activities for for CENTCOM. Wow. Now, and again, <clears throat> this is something that, and, and I thank you. Uh, and I thank uh, 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 General Riddell and, and others who schooled me. Uh, but the the um, uh, notion that the National Guard, uh, oh, they're just weekend warriors, they're not real soldiers. I've seen them. And for them to be coordinating, planning, coordinating, and executing uh, contract support activities or serving as the field artillery headquarters for CENTCOM, that's the U.S. Army Central Command. This is the big dog. There is no, you got there it. is no back backyard. We're going to hang out uh, by the by the motor pool. No, these guys are front and center. They are as trained as any regular army person. Period. End of story. 
exactly. They are uh, they are part of the A team now, um, and they've been training for the last year. They've been training with their active duty counterparts uh, on and off for the last year. After finishing roughly a year plus of uh, pandemic support in the state, so they've jumped from one mission to the next, essentially taking off their state active duty hat and putting on their active duty uh, uh, time to go down range hat. Oh, a- absolutely. And again, I, I cannot uh, thank you enough, uh, General Burrett, uh, General Riddell, uh, General Michaelitis, uh, Colonel Fortier, uh, Brigadier General LeBlanc, uh, that have just schooled me over the years uh, and allowed me to see our, our men and women and see the training and see their, uh, their morale and their support. Um, and if you still think that the National Guard is just something that you just, you really don't want to play real military, this is what you do, you're selling yourself and them short. Don't do it. And if you're, uh, if you're a parent out there listening and you've got, um, you've got kids that are in high school and aren't sure about, you know, where they want to go in their future, um, and you're not sure if you have the money to send them to school, uh, the, the National Guard is a, is a tremendous way of um, establishing a, a career. Uh, you get paid for it, and uh, you can go to school at the same time and have that paid for, too. There's never been a better time for benefits um, uh, in the state right now to be a part of a, a really cool organization. Well, interesting you should say that because my co-host, Jeannie Lester, say hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Uh, her son <laughs> uh, is a member of the 197th Field Artillery Brigade. He signed up. Oh, goodness, a couple of years ago. So he just got back. From basic. Uh, from basic. Yeah. Uh, just uh the end of last year and uh you know it's interesting because just as you said it's been an amazing journey for him in so many ways already um he is now looking forward to that uh tuition (laughs) for for college to be paid for it's helped to define uh, that role for him the training that he went through amazing it transformed what was a young man into a you know a soldier and he was a, a port sill right? he was yeah. yes yeah. um what's interesting uh to me particularly because watching him go through the training and of course being a parent at home and you're very worried about your child and you know because he's still my child um but it's been so neat to watch what he went through and that transformation but it was very difficult as it should be um after all that is said and done and he's back home just last week we were talking about good decisions you've made in your life you know talk about some of those without um, a moment's you know hesitation right off the top of his breath he said joining the national guard so that to me i sat right back like good so despite all of the um you know some of the toughness that you have to go through when you're going through training and then you know looking forward to um just being part of as he said the best army in the world i mean that's amazing and to have that happen for a young person and to have his future outlined also having the training for all the finance to how to handle those finances that you're getting from national guard let me add uh, because I went through this with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was seeing all the pictures of her son. Oh. She couldn't pick his picture out. No. 
when he leaves with the soldiers at basic, yeah. so apparently somebody in the family's going, oh, he looks good. And she's going, he's not there. That's not him. That's him. Hey. That's your son. And you're looking at the yeah. jawline because the soldiers, of course, yeah. look uniform and they've got their short hair. I'm like, wait, I think that's his jaw, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what a journey. Um, what an experience for anyone who's going to be joining the National Guard and becoming something bigger than yourself. Yeah, it's it's definitely transformative, and um, you you could think of any any career field, and we've got either uh, a, a direct military um, position for that skill, or something that uh, w- would feed into that from from your trades to your cyber uh, to your your combat arms to. Um, you name it. Uh, if you want, to, if you want to be a journalist or a communications expert, we've got a, a unit for that. You want to be in the band, uh, which Peter referred to earlier. We have one of the no understatement. We have one of the premier. Uh, sorry, no no hype. We do have one of the premier absolutely army bands in the in the country. Yep. And uh, you want to talk about a quality of young man and woman? Um, they're a really impressive unit. Um, it's it's. These are, these are true musicians. In fact, they just recruited, uh, I wish I could remember the, the school she was teaching at, but she's the music teacher at a, at a, at a high school. And now she's going to be playing flute for the 39th Army Band, in addition to still teaching. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a neat setup. Um, we provide complete free tuition at any state university. Uh, if you want to go back and get your graduate d- degree, we'll take care of that too. Um, if you want to be a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, um, those bills people are paying back for decades afterwards. You don't have to do that if you if you join yeah. the guard. That's right. Now, yeah, and, and no, I was not. Uh, I was quite serious. Um, uh, nationally, nationally recognized, um, uh, award-winning, and internationally acclaimed. And, and I have told the story. Uh, remember when uh, uh, one of the gigs in El Salvador out at the uh, Ilopango Air Show, uh, Frankie went into the uh, opening riff of Sweet Child of Mine. The place went electric. Uh, and I've been to rock concerts. The, the response from the Salvadorans to hearing the 39th Army Band play Sweet Child of Mine didn't miss a beat, nailed it. It was electric. Yep. And Frankie, the shredder, is now Chief Warrant Officer Montenegro, and he's the commander yep. of the band now. Yep. So he's he's a perfect example of someone who uh, uh, joined and and rose up through the ranks, and now he's he's the commander. Yep. And during the day, he's uh, he works in our um, property and fiscal office um, full time. So um, it's. It's it's really amazing to see how these young men and women grow, and mature and become success stories. No, you're preaching to the choir. And again, uh, it's taken me a long time uh, to, uh, you know, learn the ins and outs. Um, and uh, I appreciate every opportunity the guard has given me uh, to try and translate it to to the audience. And uh, um, you know, I'm a, a firm believer and a supporter of the guard. Um, just uh, because I see it, and I see the kids. Uh, they come in as kids, and it's funny because, um, have you ever seen the movie The Longest Day? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, it's about D-Day, and uh, all-star cast. 
And there's one scene uh, where they have taken the town of St. Mary Glees and uh, all new soldiers, 101st Airborne, 82nd Airborne, uh, all rookies, first first real world experience. And John Wayne is, is uh, walking or is going out of the town and one of the soldiers uh, standing there looks at John Wayne and says, boy, the old man certainly has changed since yesterday. And then he stopped and he said, maybe we've changed since yesterday. I look at some of these guardsmen before they go off on deployment. Mm-hmm. Many of them have never been out of New Hampshire, let alone halfway around the world. And then I see them coming back. They come back with confidence. They come back with an attitude of been there, done it, know my job. Boom, 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 boom. And yeah, maybe we've changed. And I've seen that change happen. I've seen it in the Mideast. I've seen it in El Salvador and other places. And it's, uh, as Greg said, it's it's a transitional thing and it's uh, for the positive. It's really good. Exactly. And you know, Parents naturally are going to worry about their their sons and daughters going uh, going overseas, going off to war. Um, but you know, as long as the leadership is solid and and the mission is clear, um, just like Jeannie said, uh, when they're when they come back, they're going to be a different person. They're going to be confident, stronger. Yep. It, uh, it's it's you know it's the payoff. Um, and uh, we're fortunate that we're a small state, and I think the majority of, of New Hampshire gets it. Uh, they understand who we are and what we do, and um, we can't be thankful enough for their support. Well, and, and you know, um, many people, because the numbers are less than 1% of the population uh, in New Hampshire and nationally uh, serves in the military. So um, if you don't have son, daughter, grandchild, neighbor who's involved in the guard your only experience with them uh, might have been uh, members of the 197th uh, were coming off of COVID orders and they supported pandemic relief operations across the state if you had any interaction with them I guarantee you it was all positive every time somebody went to a COVID run uh, center being run by the National Guard personnel the, the comments were always positive. Boy, military efficiency, boom, boom, boom. We were in, we were out. They were great, they were courteous, they were helpful. If that was the only exposure that residents had to your guard, it was a, it was a plus for you, Greg. Yes, yeah, and you know, these last two years have been um, unprecedented and historic uh, for many different reasons, uh, but, but probably the biggest payoff is uh, for these uh, guys and gals to be uh, not only out in the community, but some, some, and for some in the communities they grew up in, now they're back there helping out, and um, you know, they, they didn't imagine doing something like this when they signed up, but after the fact, they're like, "This is exactly what I wanted to be doing," and uh, as a result of that retention, you know, re- retention in the guard right now is is pretty much at an all-time high because uh, uh, the, the soldiers and the airmen feel needed. Uh, they feel like they're doing something valuable and the most important thing, giving back to their communities. And that's what, you know, that's what defines the guard. No, absolutely. Let me, let me say on, uh, just as a sidebar, uh, I am glad to see, because I have spoke, spoken with members of the CODEL, the congressional delegation, that finally um, looks like we've pushed through uh, letting National Guard soldiers uh, 
their final deployment, they can be buried in their veteran cemetery, uh, which is something that uh, heretofore had not been permitted. Yes, you know, and that's just another uh, that's just another um, sign that guardsmen and reservists in general um, they're they're being treated uh, on the same on the same le- level as their active duty brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, years ago, oh, you're in the guard, you're you're the weekend warriors, you're you're not the real army. Uh, unfortunately, I still hear that once in a while, but. Um, Times have changed. Yeah. Uh, we'll be happy to go toe to toe with with the active duty any day, and uh, and crush it. Yeah, abs- I've seen it. I, I hear you, hundred percent. But yeah, I was I, I had been pushing, you know, for what little influence I have. But I was pushing for that uh, to be stricken to let the guardsmen be included in. And now this that does not apply, from what I understand, to federal facilities like Arlington, but state veterans cemeteries. Uh, they were excluded, and that, now that uh, barrier has been removed. Yeah, it basi- basically gives the state the um, the discretion yeah. uh, to make those decisions, which I think is nice. Yes, I'm proud to see that, uh, and long long overdue, but glad to see it. Well, look, uh, Colonel, as always, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for taking the time to check in. Uh, I know you've got other stuff coming on, and hopefully we can get more members of leadership uh, and guardsmen back on the air to talk because, uh, you know, uh, let people keep knowing what's going on with the guard. For sure, Peter. It's been, um, what, it's been about 15 years now? Yeah, yeah, you and I have... uh, You've been been featuring our, our guys and gals on the radio, and we can't be thankful enough for everything you've done in your capacity to help spread the word and, and shine a nice spotlight on these, on, on our folks. It's been, you know, we take it for granted sometimes, but uh, you're not, like, like you said before, uh, other states aren't doing this kind of stuff, so it's kind of nice. It really uh, is. We appreciate and it. And I have, um, it's, oh, it's a privilege for me to do it. I still run into soldiers uh, that were, did a Christmas show with us like five years ago, eight years ago, or that I did in Kuwait, or um, that I saw in El Salvador, and they're like, oh yeah, you were there. Yeah, so glad you were there. It's just bringing a little New Hampshire home, because when they're in a mission, um, the, you know, they're thinking, well, New Hampshire forgot about us. And all of a sudden, New Hampshire radio comes by and goes, hey, what you doing? It makes them, oh, we're not forgotten. We are important. Yeah, you are. And I love doing that. That's It's a blast. So well, anyway, we will chat with you soon. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Greg Cowbell Hiosworn, <laughs> Director of Public Affairs for the New Hampshire Army National Guard. Colonel, always a pleasure. We'll talk soon, my friend. Take care, Peter. Take right. care, Jeannie. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. 9.38 is the time taking a break. Back with more. She had a dream. She chased after her dream with much desire But when she got too close to her expectation
chase the wind That's all the city life requires And the days of vanity went on forever And he saw his days burn up Great video. Shot down in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, oh. on a little side street, and those are just people oh. coming out, dancing in the street with the band. <laughs> John Cougar, Melvin Camp, great song. Nine forty-three is the time, and again, thank you to uh, the New Hampshire National Guard. Mm-hmm. And again, these these deployment ceremonies. Uh, now that we're out of uh, the, the the COVID restrictions, they are open to the public, and you're invited. You don't have to know a soldier. Um, but just to sit there and, uh, you know, you see the governor or, or the senators or, or congressmen, congresswomen, um, you know, uh, and, and you hear the officers speaking about the men and women who are deploying or whatever. It's kind of cool. And, and again, it started at 10 o'clock and I would say we were wrapped, um, ten I mean, it was not a sure, long, not a lengthy. Yeah, and then again, uh, the governor did his comments. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Senator Hassan did hers. Um, uh, Congressman Pappas did his, and two representatives from Senator Shaheen and, and Congresswoman Custer uh, read prepared comments uh, from those two members of the congressional delegation. Um, a colonel and a general, boom, and th- that was. That's it. So it's not a long, protracted thing where you've got to give up two hours of your day. No, 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 no. It's not that way at all. Uh, but it's kind of cool to see these young men and women. They're sitting there like, why are they all looking at us? Well, because you're the object of this exercise. That's why. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, families are, and neighbors and friends and fellow students or whatever are all proud. That, sure. Yay, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, it's, it, I think it's a big emotional time, not only, of course, for the soldiers, but for the family members, for, you know, whether it's parents. And now, of course, I'm in that position. But, you know, spouses, I think of all the people that are affected by when the soldier's going off to this mission. So, yes, you want to show your support. You want to show your respect. Um, but, yeah, then to come together even as a community and show, look, you're not going off on this all by yourself. We're proud of what you're doing. We're proud of all the work that you've put into this. Um, we have faith in you and we're here for you. It, it's a, a good emotional yep. community. We're here. Well, and and um, yeah, they're all about, uh, the Guard is all about incorporating the community and, and families into this. Mm-hmm. It's not just we're taking your son or daughter. Right. Good. Say goodbye. Right. It's, right. It's, right. It's right. not that way at all. Because until you take part in that, that's sometimes how you could tend to feel. It it feels you know you're very isolated. You're wrapped up in your worry. But when you get that sense that okay, these are the people who are in this with yep. me, yep. it it helps you. Kinda and, the, and the whole jungle drum thing uh, really works, um, where the parents now get to network with other parents. Yes. Okay, so yes. all of a sudden one parent there's hears something. There's someone else who understands drum what I'm... That yep. goes through. And, <laughs> yep. and I've watched it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, because I would have parents coming up to me going, now, you're going to embed. You're, you're going to Kuwait. You're going yeah. to El Salvador. You're yeah. going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, could you say hi to my son? Right, right, right. Yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, <laughs> yeah. what, whatever. And yeah, I've embarrassed more than a couple of soldiers. <laughs> hey, mom wanted me to say hi. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you, you know, have. Yeah, yeah. they're loving you. Well, uh. it, it took a while because <laughs> I'm there with uh, the the uh, general, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a two-star. And uh, I said, I'm looking for this soldier. So the two-star then calls a major. The major calls the captain. Captain oh. calls the sergeant. Sergeant finally... See, if my son is even hearing this part of your description, well, no. he's ready to die. They're, they're already... No, the soldiers are already seeing it being passed down. Oh. And then the, 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 it's going down the length. Yep. And the, 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 hey, we're looking for Lester. Yeah. You, you got a Lester in your company. Oh, he would die. He, he goes, uh, yes, I do. Can you get him over here? Lester! Lester! Yes, yes sergeant! Over there! Lester goes, I'm like, oh, Lord. Lester goes from the sergeant to the major to the captain to the two-star. And the two-star goes, this man wants to talk to you. Uh, your mom wanted me to say hi to you. <sighs> and, and now, all of a sudden, I'm like... I would be disowned. Well, yeah, I, would I know. I be disowned. I had yep. to do what mom yeah. asked me to do. <laughs> yeah. But I know. Oh, yeah. and then he doesn't live that down. No, his, it took a while. Know, it fellow took a soldiers while. for quite some time. But the guys, yeah. they were good-natured about it. <laughs> they went, yeah. hey, you're the guy. Mom yeah. says your hi. Mom yeah, said, yeah, yeah, Your it. mom yeah. packed your Fine. lunch, too. Oh, yeah, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> not good, not good memories yeah. man good memories <laughs> that was during mortar training uh mm-hmm. out on the very cold uh indiana uh mm. winter Oof, man it was i can imagine it was brutal out there see all i'll have to do is is when i get home this morning say hey so we talked about you on the radio and already he's yeah. just gonna have a heart attack yep yep Hey, the colonel said nice things about you. Exactly. As soon as I start talking about, yes, nope, that'll be all over. Well, now, if I remember right, mm-hmm. you you had conversations with him saying, oh, yeah, I was talking to the general and the colonel. You know them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was very impressed. And that's his first response. And then his second one is, what did you say? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kids can only be so odd for so long. Yeah, like, mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all right. 948 is the time. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490 FM 98.9 WUVR. Sixty-six, sixty-seven, Yardbirds, wailing guitar, Jimmy Page, just wailing on it. Ah, that's music. Good stuff. Nine fifty-three is the time, and tomorrow morning. I love it. Got an email saying, "Hi, Peter. Hope you're doing well. Uh, the senator was glad to see you over the weekend. Wants to know if she can come on with you and Jeannie at nine thirty-five tomorrow morning." Well, I guess we can make that work. We'll let Senator Hassan come on and talk. All righty. She's touring BA Systems today to talk about supply chain challenges and the Senate's legislation to invest in supply chains and outcompete countries like China, if that topic is of interest. Well, sure. I think we are interested. So dig up Maggie May. Uh, we're going to play. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, Maggie. We'll I got something all, to we, say to you. See, I love that the first thing you get concerned about is what bump music That's to right. play 
to to yes, Maggie intro. knows. Yes, she hears know. Maggie. Mag. So it's not really about okay. Let's really let's talk about this. Let's work on what we really want to bring out of the interview itself. No, no, no. let's make sure we've got the right bump. As long music. as I got Maggie May. Oh, all right. Wow. Well, Senator knows. So I appreciate your so, priorities. So, so yes. So mm-hmm. see. Thank you. Uh, you don't right. ask. You don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, we get it. That was it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You do not say no to me. Moving. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not successfully. Okay, fine. Usually. Shh. All right. All right. <sighs> okay, <I'm> better. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. 9.54. So, okay, we got one guest tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure we've got more no, going on actually, than we, that. Actually, we do have. We yeah. do. Yeah, Sean's in Yes, tomorrow. yes. We're going to talk finances. So. Yes, we will get very, we will get educated about our money. And then Homer Simpson reference, very nice. Oh, That's that a, was accidental then. Oh, uh, see, oh. Homer always when he wants to be smart, he talks about getting educated. Oh, so, okay. I, I think he borrowed that from my dad. Your hair's actually. like Marge Simpson. Your <laughs> eyes are going to be blacked out in a couple minutes. How's that for workplace violence? Okay. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, we uh, get Mighty John. We got to get John on. Too, yeah, we do. Obviously. Yeah. But uh, man, I'm looking at stuff, and it's just depressing as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, GOP-led states firing back, suing to halt Biden's big move on border policy. Arizona border sector sees a 579 percent spike in migrant encounters over the last fiscal year. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse. Getting worse, man. Tom Homan says Biden has lost operational control of the border. The media is melting down over Democrats' chances in the midterms. New York Times op-ed states that Democrats are making it too easy for Republicans to win in the midterms. I'm sorry. How many polls have you seen that average Americans are saying, we're going in the wrong direction? Right, right. What does it take? Mm -hmm. A two-by-four upside the head (laughs) to say this is wrong? The Biden administration agencies, the, the individual governmental agencies are refusing to offer a definition of the word woman. (laughs) They don't want to offend anybody. Um, uh, What was the one I saw over the weekend? Uh, God, it was, uh, um, it wasn't mothers. It it was, um, oh gosh, Um, uh, women of color Mm -hmm. or Asians um, were referred to as mothers. Let's see, uh, Asians, women of color, Hispanic, black, uh, were, were referred to as mothers. Caucasians were refer- were referred to as uh, child producers or, or um. something like that. <laughs> yeah. I have a problem with well, that. Well, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Why, why Trust is me, it, I did more than produce the child. Why is it that you wa- always want to play the race card mm-hmm. and you call us racist? Mm-hmm. Average people on the street. We're worried about putting gas in our car, getting groceries, getting the kids to school, getting to work, paying bills, blah, 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 stuff. And you, oh, you're all racist. But you're the ones that are saying, we can't define mother. <laughs> really? I have no problems doing it. Yeah. Uh, or like, Allow me Jeannie, to help. You're, you're not a mother. You're, you're a... <laughs> Child, child producer. producer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with That's you It's going to be much harder for you to say without teeth. A Chicago alderman says crime has taken over the city. We're now the land of the lost. I'm sorry. This is new information to you? Chicago has some of the toughest firearms control laws in the country. You're a democratically controlled state and town. 
Uh, the majority of your police, fire, uh, and and uh, attorney general, mayor are all persons of color. They're not white people, Caucasians. Okay, you set the policies. The gangs are running the city. It's a disaster area, like Baltimore, like D.C., and yet you're blaming us. Why? How about taking care? Oh. Uh, Liz Peek, who I have a lot of respect for, uh, New York Post, she said Republicans should dominate the midterms but must be on guard against Democrats gerrymandering. Well, yeah, but Republicans are trying to do it too. So, I mean, you know, just everybody's getting nuts. We could lose. Well, duh, because you're doing policies that are contrary to what we, the voters, think. Oh, man. So, yeah, I just want to keep talking New Hampshire. It, Makes a lot more sense. We got our act together in New Hampshire. 9.59, on that little tirade. Yes. I'm out. I... <laughs> <laughs> right. Go take a walk around the building. I think I'm going to take a walk around the building. <laughs> It'll be all better tomorrow.